9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. It's early December, and you know what that means. It means Sarag Millennium is a guest on our show. That's a thing that we're going to... We did it last year. We'll do it this year. We'll probably do it again next year. Uh, Sarag joins uh, Chris and myself to talk about comic books, uh, to talk about wrestling, talk about growing up, uh, talk about embarrassing stories. Listen, if you want to get to know Sarag and you feel like you don't know him well enough, listen to this episode and you're going to be best friends with him at the end of it. I promise you. Uh, and listen, it's the uh, the holiday season. Uh, if you want to reach out to Chris Vendito uh, to get some comedians on a Christmas show, a birthday, a holiday show, a New Year's show, whatever have you, please do so because uh, they're the best. Uh, our microphones are not great this episode for a variety of reasons. We apologize for that. Uh, but, you know, we know that you love us and because we love you. So thank you and go plug yourself, everybody. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, it's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. Fucking great. Doing really well. I saw you saw how your. Was, how, was, how was your? How was your fucking Caribbean excursion? I uh, got food poisoning, brother. I, uh, yeah, that's, that's what you get. That's what you get for going on vacation. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Uh, yeah, no. I got it on the 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 first or second night. I want to say, and then Sarah got it. Um, two or three days later, and then we realized that we we think it was the the carambolas, the star fruits. Uh, the, that's where they'll get you. Well, because they were the only they were the only fruit that we were eating that like you don't skin, right? Like if you're eating melon or whatever, like it's automatically mm. like basically washed because you just mm. you cut it open. But there's like there's still your skin on your carambola, and I was like basically washed. It's like a a white people's term for co- cooking in general, right? It's basically it's basically cooked. It's basically washed. No, but I'm saying but like fruits, right? Like you... of all people to get food poisoning by eating fruit. You and Sarah are the most progressively liberal couple to ever get food poisoning. By like, if I were to look up food poisoning by eating fruit on the on the internet, a picture of nine to five would show up at least. <laughs> <laughs> you you know you like, what are you if you're not eating like an obnoxious amount of fruit at an all inclusive? What know, are you like doing? The locals, the locals probably saw you and you're like, look at this guy. Look at this fucking guy. You'll give him. You'll give him the one from the from, from the other side. <laughs> Just give him the one from me. I thought that's all you're supposed to eat. Is Where'd like you go? I, I, I didn't want to. I don't want to make up an accent. Oh, yeah. But now I'm <laughs> uh, we're in the Dominican Republic. So, claro, claro. <laughs> give him the Fast and Furious special, man. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't so bad though. They were. They were. They're both. Both of us just that had. Just both of us had a bad. Uh, a bad time after around dinner and was like fine the next day so i mean like if you're you're gonna get sick at the resort like you'd rather it not like do you in for like a couple days or this is gonna sound this is gonna sound really bad okay this is gonna be the ultimate fat man statement i don't think i've ever had food poisoning i i haven't had it in years people think or is this i'm built different like like the hulk (laughs) you've built immunity 
No. Bro, I eat yeah. different. <laughs> well, clearly I do, and it's a problem, and we're working on it, and like all those disclosures. But like everyone I know that's ever brought in flu poisoning has been skinny. I don't see big people at the flu poisoning clinic. That's all I'm saying. So like, what well, are you putting into your bodies? Is it the kombucha? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that will get you if if it's made wrong. You know? Yeah, kombucha yeah. seems like a very like actually volatile substance that you're putting in you're like i'm trusting a lot of we it's like weird fizzy fermented crap you're like oh hope, hope nothing goes wrong here yeah. <clears throat> oh no no but seriously well like like well actually you know reese isn't exactly skinny and he's gotten food poisoning a bunch but he's british Mm. So oh yeah, so he's just weak in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. He's weak will. You know those famous <laughs> British immune systems that only last twenty years. Um, as as a big fellow, I could say I've had food poisoning. Pretty sure. I mean, yeah, but yeah I've definitely used it as an excuse. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, food poisoning no, has but... to be food poisoning has to be one of like the the number one go-to yeah. call in sick because you're like it's no no i never i never use anything to problem food uh you wouldn't you wouldn't disparage food like that no, 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 no it's just like i don't want to have to deal with the looks you know like, like yeah. oh i ate too much uh i got maybe got a little uh little tummy ache you know, like you you ate too much you got a tummy ache when 15 yeah. years ago shut the fuck up you know like <laughs> like this is that there's there's the potential I don't know. It's all that's a rag answer, but for for me personally, I I'd rather hit a puppy than uh, than complain about sick, being sick about food. I can't come into work today. I hit a puppy. Yeah, that's... I hit a puppy. I don't know what happened. I, I was back in my puppy. back in my car, out of the driveway, ran over this dog. I need yeah. the day. Here comes the Camry. Here comes the Camry. Out goes Lucy. You know what I'm saying? I love that you're calling it to work and you're having a heel turn. <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's from the guy, baby. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, uh, I, wait, wait, what are we even asking me? What, what's <laughs> what's the number the number one Colin sick excuse? Oh, right. I mean, I, I also like I, I, I think it's that. Yeah, I've been I've been a manager even, and it's like, and guys do it, and like you know, like you know, there's like there's like a ninety percent chance this is like BS, but like you don't want a guy in who's puking, <laughs> you know? Like no, you're like you you're like you don't. No one wants to see that. No one wants to do that. Uh, but like I, I go with uh, I haven't slept, brother. Yeah, it's true. It's wild. That at that that was that was the those were the other ones too. Was like because uh, I was like a call, I was a call center manager, so slept, I don't know, man. I hear voices in my head, <laughs> and I know Randy Orton's back, but like, <laughs> like, I don't know. So. But yeah, call call center employees are are just by default degenerates. So you know that they're just like yeah. they're just they're just hungover. But it's either yeah. it's either food poisoning or. I had really bad insomnia. Like it's one of the, it's one or the other. But I'm like, both of these are just like describing a hangover. Yeah, if you work <laughs> in the arts. If you work in the arts. It's usually, oh brother, I can't sleep. I have uh, too much on my mind. <laughs> yeah, I do get a, I do see a lot of like, at my old call center job, like a lot of like, I have a headache or like a migraine. Like I just can't come yeah, in, which is scream. like, it's a scream. Whatever, you know, <laughs> teach their own. But I, I, you know, I work through them. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hardworking now. <laughs> just Sarag's Sarag's call center work rate is through the roof. <laughs> so, can I, can I, I, mean, I'm, I don't normally do this, but I want to put a, a real life story on on uh, on Maine here. Okay. Um, so I, I have a show coming up, and some person uh, messaged me because I have my phone number on the poster. 
I want to. I want to. I want to. Like in, in perfect world, I want to imagine that was by accident. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Real Chris Vendito five one four. Oh damn it! We're standing on business, drug. We're trying to make. We're trying to. Make, we're trying to make a buck. You know it's the holidays. Yeah, yeah. Um. So for any questions or concerns about tickets, call this number. Hmm. So the, the lady emails me like the other day saying she emails me first saying I uh I uh. Lost my other email address, and I don't know where my ticket is. But can I get a refund? Because I'm not feeling well. And I'm like, that's four excuses in in one request for a refund. But I didn't see your name on the Eventbrite. I didn't see your name. But I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't want to fight this. I don't want to yell. I don't want to scream. But I do want to ask. Can you not check your credit card history? That's what, I, that's, what, that's what I asked her when she called me about it today. Like, just check your credit card history and get back to me. Half an hour later. Yeah, so I need a refund. I can't come to the show tomorrow. I have COVID. So I'm like, yeah, I bet. I bet you do. Yeah. So I gave her, I'm going to give her the refund, but I'm going to make her wait seven to ten business days. <laughs> <laughs> I never used that part of my call center job history before. In my personal life, but like, yeah, yeah, I gotta wait for a refund to process. Takes seven to ten business <laughs> Always, never not. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Thank you. I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna I'm, like. I'm gonna open up a case to the refund, uh, refund and reimbursement yeah. department. We'll see how that goes. Like, have you guys changed your personal email since you gave, came into your twenties? So I haven't. I've never changed it, but I I've added to it. So like, you add to your email. So yeah. I have three addresses that all go to the same inbox. Oh. So like I have like I was like yeah like I'll I mean I'll I don't know who's who's gonna write this down. So <clears throat> my email address is the same as my gamer handle, which is trash and suicide. Which <laughs> hold on, hold on. Did you, did you, did you confirm the spelling on suicide? It's the standard spelling. I don't believe in. So, I don't okay, believe in. Standard, I don't believe in throwing numbers and and. and not, it's not the New Zealand way. Okay. No, it's not not the New Zealand way. It's been it's been my my online handle and my gamer tag for years. It's 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 not as stupid and edgy as it sounds. <laughs> like so, in the Return of the Living Dead uh, film, which are you guys familiar with the Return of the Living Dead? It's the no, I was no. Okay, so it was like know. like capitalizing on the success of Night of the Living Dead. They did Return of the okay. Living Dead. It's, oh, it's, okay. It has nothing to do with George A. Romero, and it's like it's in yeah. it's famously uh, it's like it's a bunch of punks, and like uh, one of the kids works at a uh, like an embalming situation, like a funeral <laughs> okay. home or whatever. Uh, it's it's a great movie. It's like it's it's played for like played for laughs, like B movie schlock. Okay. Uh, very kind of like famously had like a had really long time to get released and even most of the releases now don't have the correct soundtrack because it was just like a bunch of like 80s underground punk bands that they just did not think like had you had to pay rights for (laughs) and then when the movie got like pretty famous people were like why the fuck's are why is our (laughs) why is our music in this in this like in this film so like yeah getting the actual original cut anyway and uh the the punk rock guy with the cool cadillac was called suicide and his punk rock girlfriend was trash so I was like, oh, Trash and Suicide is like punk rock love, and it's a zombie reference. And I thought it was kind of funny that it looks like I'm an edgelord when it was like, 
So that was like a decision that I made when I was like 15. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, I'll just keep that. I liked it. It was always available because it's really long. It didn't have numbers. I didn't ever had to add like 69, 69. Like every, every forum I've signed up to, everything was that. And then at a certain point, obviously, you're like, uh oh, I'm an adult. And this is the dumbest email address. But a lot of people still have it. So I just like now have like, you could still email me at that and I'll get it. But I also have like my name at gmail.com. Right. <laughs> so that like you can you can get that way. And also my nine to five email address, like Keith at nine to five dot CC goes into the same inbox too, which I was like, it's perfect. I love it. It's a perfect world then. Exactly. I, uh, I, I have the same similar thing. Like I had my first email ended up being my first gamer tag on Xbox mm -hmm. and it's still a hotmail address. It's still one I use to this day mm -hmm. yeah. for like, yeah, for MSN now stuff I, now, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Now I use it like, Oh, do you want to sign up to our mailing list to, or whatever? I'm like, yeah, whatever here. This, like I never check it, yeah. but uh, <laughs> unless I have to like verify a password or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah, then I just eventually, yeah, I, I grew up and I had to, I got like the classic, just my name at Gmail. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there was like, I, I, what was the age? Like for me, it was, it was, I think too late. Like I was like in my mid twenties before I was like, I was like, oh, I, I really can't put this on forms. <laughs> like, I, I got my first job when I was fourteen, and uh, I worked at the same place till I was twenty-one. Okay. And I only, like, after working there, I was like, I got to apply for real job. jobs. Sorry, what? You, you probably didn't need your email when you first applied for that job, right? No, no, I didn't need email. No, no, not at all. And so, it uh, and phone, it was like, yeah. it was like, you know, cause like it was like working at a store or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah. And then like, once I got out of there, I started applying for stuff and I would put, you know, like what the email was. I think a friend of mine was like, you shouldn't, no one's going to take you seriously. I'm, I'm relatively <laughs> sure. I'm like thinking back at the timeline and like when I actually got a grown up address and stuff like that yeah. i'm like very sure that like fido like the the cell phone provider hired me with trash and suicide on as my email <laughs> as my email address on my resume that hr rep that day was probably you know 65 year old glinda who smoked who no who i took four smoke breaks in a day and Honestly, no, it was before it was before the Rogers buyout. So I'm, I'm pretty sure because they used to be like really, really into like. That's why it was Belinda. I don't even think yeah, you say Belinda. Like, dude, there was nobody who nobody over the age of 30 that worked at Fido before the Rogers buyout. Like it was a young upstart Montreal based company. They were all like, yeah, wear, wear whatever clothes you want. Like I remember that call center was like skaters and punks and goths and ravers. That's the problem with young upstarts. You don't hire enough old broads. Yeah, well, I mean, they they. They did the. No, they did the exact. I need, a, I need a girl who smokes a pack a day, who's been there for twenty eight years, right front and center of every startup. Look, no, they did it. Like, they did it right, dude. They 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 got bought by Rogers for a shit ton. Those guys, whoever, those initial Fido dudes made crazy bank. Like get big, and, get and, big uh, enough to be bought for a bunch of money by a bigger company. That's that's the startup dream. You don't actually want to like play ball with Rogers. You just want to be like certainly AEW's dream. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> this guy chris has been just doing victory laps since cm punk what yeah i so uh like wh why do you want to see them suffer chris <laughs> yeah why, why do you why can't two shows exist <laughs> yeah why can't two wrestling companies exist though chris uh, jericho chris. said today the uh, in a podcast <laughs> That uh, everyone should go to school with Vince McMahon for six months to learn the wrestling business. Yeah. So uh, everything seems to be going well 
over in uh, AEW land. Like not to today. Um, about so I'm, I'm sure that means him and Tony Khan are like really good friends. Um, <laughs> dude, it's like every time they interview an AEW guy now, it is angry. like spicy. Yeah, like you saw, I don't know if you saw, dude, like the Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy thing. Yeah, uh, where they're on this what? podcast just going like, we're not happy at all. We're like, well, no, what, what, what is what what's crazy though is that like when you when they write an article about AEW, like you're like you're like, oh man, I wonder what the problem is. And here's the problem: is that every article has to be like. Head of creative, CEO, president, owner, and general manager yeah. Tony Khan. And you're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> like, That's the problem. Like, yeah. like, like, and, and, it, and it's not just that it's Tony Khan. It's just like that it's one dude. Like, regardless of yeah. who that dude is, if that is all one person's job, that's you're going to be sometimes you're in that guy's blind spot. So you're ignored. Sometimes that guy is like riding your ass. So it's the worst. Some, like, like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, if there's that meant that much control in one guy. And six hours of television, that's not a sustainable balance at all. Like it, it And he's also balancing like uh, Yeah, the, the Jaguars, Jaguars and everything else. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The soccer it's team. Like yeah, you're like all, all like so many people in AEW are like, yeah, it feels like he just forgets about guys for like months at a time. I'm like, because he does. Like I, <laughs> like of course he does. Like because what yeah, the, like, the analytics company that he started. Um <laughs> started an analytics company a couple years ago. Um to help with pro sports and uh, it's hilarious. I love how many different things this guy has got his hand in. He's clearly a smart guy. I don't know when it comes to wrestling if he knows exactly what he got himself into. I, I, I really like, I mean, the... and to answer your question directly, do I love, why do I love seeing them suffer? I don't want to say I love seeing them suffer. There's a lot of good people who, who work a very hard job, and I know a lot of wrestlers. It is not an easy gig, not an easy industry. So you never wish ill will towards anybody. But it is hilarious that everyone told me that AEW is the future. I'm like, they're just not going to beat a machine that's well-established. And WWE has, like, not only destroyed them in the last three years, but improved themselves to a point where they're Teflon again. And they just got sold to, like, a multi-billion dollar conglomerate. But you can argue. And they got rid of their biggest liability, which was Vincent Man. And the day he dies, like, executives from Endeavor are going to go to the funeral just to make sure he's dead. <laughs> so that they can... And 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 it's just going to be the next wave. But you can easily, and, easily, easily argue that WWE only got good because there was like yeah. anybody chasing them. Of course. Like so, like and and that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's why I don't. I never in my life would hate that was two shows. People's argument. Never was that. Oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna take over. WWE's not, they not were never gonna happen. take over. And anybody who thought they were was insane. most of this is because Reese is six foot five. And he was really mean about AEW when it started, and nobody, nobody, nobody put more money into AEW than than Reese did. Like he he bought a lot of stock, and he bought toys, and <laughs> so I think he's fucked now with like all these. No, toys they're collectors' items now. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> they're sure. Be collectors' items. So actually, he's gonna be fine. But uh, what you said? they're gonna be collectors' yeah, items. Yeah, they're aftermarket. Oh, because aftermarket. it's better. That's yeah. true. <laughs> And I also, honestly, my my take on AEW too is like I don't think it's it's apparently the TV deals are still good and whatever else is that like the whole the whole concept is that he's just trying to take it public or whatever and like and that string of titles attached to one guy that doesn't happen on a publicly traded company like it'll I feel it'll get better overnight as he has to hire real people <laughs> to these like situations. Well, the live shows, I mean, we'll see what people say tonight, but. The live experience seems to suck for people. Everyone who says everyone, I people like the, the empty, empty arena photos are obviously damning. 
But even people like who took the photos when you see on Squared Circle, they're like, yeah, it's kind of fine though because like you still see the ring and they jam everybody in together. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, okay, so the other side of the arena is empty. Who gives a shit? No, no, that's not the issue. I think it's the issue is that I'm surprised that the live events are more popular. Because like, they don't advertise. They don't advertise at all. I don't I got offered multiple sets of uh, gratuity tickets for tomorrow night. Mm. Yeah, that's, but that's what I'm saying. But they don't They don't advertise at all. They're trying to paper it up right at the end here. And they don't, also, the other big issue to me is that they don't, like, Someone, someone like the someone had posted or whatever like a thing of being like I've been to like five AEW live events and have never seen the Young Bucks wrestle. You know, like it's, it, exactly that's what I'm saying is that the booking is so inconsistent and it's so wild. Like, like and and literally you could go to Dynamite at, in Montreal uh, yesterday as of recording time, whatever. And like, there's a real chance the Young Bucks aren't going to be there. There's a real chance you're not going to see Kenny Omega. Like. Whereas like no, it's Edge and Christian is going to dominate the festivities, and... which is which is fine, which is good, and at least that that's something. But I'm like, but yeah. if you go to Raw, you're unless he's injured, like or or on like booked time off, you're gonna see Seth Rollins, you know, like. No, if you go to Raw right now, you're gonna see one of the following, at the very least, twice throughout the night: Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, or Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, uh, Punk is a SmackDown boy. No, uh, Orton's going to SmackDown. Oh, Orton's going to SmackDown. I heard Punk was going to SmackDown, too. I I honestly feel like... They said last night. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I honestly feel like Punk's gonna, like... uh, Oh, Punk... Like, not... I think he'll. I honestly, I felt like he was gonna leave after that first promo. <laughs> I feel like he was just like, you "You're gonna put me on at the end, and like, you're not even gonna give me my full time." You know, like I was just expecting him. You know, like the next day to be like, uh, "Punk stormed out." <laughs> Instantly regretted it. Exactly. I love. I love the fact that how much they, they each side is saying love having each other back in their lives is just pissing off the internet. It's not true. They must hate each other. Oh, who? Wait. Just the internet. Oh, oh. Just yeah. the internet in general, like whether it's Squared Circle yeah. or like or other people, just people, people on Twitter. Well, which is also, which is also pure insanity. Like Omega talked about this a couple months ago, or whatever. But he was like, yeah, but like when Cody went over to WWE, we were all like, congrats, bud. Like they, they, yeah. like here's here's a here's a spoiler for all you internet marks. Yeah. <laughs> like none of these guys give a shit where they're working. <laughs> Like, yeah, they just want to be working. <laughs> they just want to be working and making money. In no, you yeah, know, the, you know what wrestling is as an industry? It's guys who have a particular talent trying to get paid as much as they can by billionaires. Like well, that's, that's where that's where some of the people in their twenties were wrestling fans. Uh, sometimes forget forget what what business they're watching. They take it too real. Like when Drew McIntyre stormed out of the ring the other night. I mean, that was classic wrestling set up a, for a new angle. Oh, yeah, the Seth, Seth Rollins, guys. CM Punk stuff is like a work yeah, from a million miles away. They might genuinely yeah. not like each other, but that has never stopped professionals, like true professionals, from working together. <laughs> I was say, yeah, it's, it stopped Omega and the Young Bucks from working with Punk. <laughs> and the true professionals. Element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but apparently Punk was down, right? He was. He totally was. But the Bucks were like, he has to be nice for six months. Like, what a... <laughs> Fucking... That's when he's like, I miss Vince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the moment. Different. That was the moment where he was like, I miss Vince. I miss WWE. We do shit all the time and we just get over with. I, I, you know, I, 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 and, and, you know, like another thing with AW2, man, it's like they, 
I don't understand why they had to make a third show when they had another second show that was floundering anyway. Why not make that, revamp that, put that on a Saturday night or do something? I don't know. I guess it's a TV deal. It was deal a TV thing. deal. Like, they, wanted the, they, they wanted the more content, so they, they got it. It's just insane, man. Like you're, it's. I feel like it's also just ballooning so fast that company. Like I. I and then, I which mean, is which, which makes it yeah. even crazier that you can't see the young bucks on Dynamite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, you have freaking three yeah. shows. <laughs> How come your A list show doesn't have your A list guys every week? The A list show is Wednesday night, right? Eight o'clock. Who am I guaranteed yeah. to see on Wednesday? Am I guaranteed to see who? MJF. MJF maybe and Orange Cassidy. That's like. My... Hey, what, when do I guarantee myself to see Moxley? I'm yeah, he's probably also on that list, but where can I guarantee there, myself but... to see Jericho? Jericho shows up fan. where he wants. He used to be he used to be all over Rampage. Like okay. but where do I get Jungle Boy? <laughs> Nowhere anymore, buddy. Like no, nobody nobody wants yeah. Jungle Boy. <laughs> but that's what it is. Is that, that like like the is... Where do I get Sammy G? I mean he's hurt, so Yeah. He's always hurt though, apparently. Yeah. He's always got something. He's how like, is it how is hurt. it that of the two Sammy's hurt more than Darby. <laughs> like, where do I get Darby? Darby's everywhere. Like, Darby. yeah, but I know you're everywhere. You're nowhere. That's the whole point. I know that when when he's working, I'm gonna see Roman Reigns on Friday Friday nights at eight o'clock when he's working. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna see LA Knight on Friday nights at Hellwatch SmackDown. Yeah, but that's because yeah. they have that. Like, it, it's AW has better matches. WWE has better like. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say better storylines, but like more consistent storylines. I could I could not watch WWE for like a month, a, a year probably, and, and I could turn on a Raw and I'll know what's going on, you know? Yeah. Or a SmackDown, but AEW, I have to watch every week and it's not. I watch every. Week, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. <laughs> they happen on another show or or whatever, and and I know now they're kind of. I think they're going away more from like trying to build stories because I think that's the problem. Like you're saying, Keith, they got one guy who doesn't really know how to book wrestling, you know, so just, in a serious way. So just matches like now they're just doing tournaments, which is fine. Ex- at least I know what matches yeah. are coming up. <laughs> At least, exactly, and, <laughs> like, and and at least like it, and like you said, it's like good matches. But I, you know, maybe it, it is too a sign of just like maybe I'm just so used to like WWE style. Like there's like usually like a work or an angle or something, you know, more going on in a match, and I kind of expect that with AEW, and I kind of have to like you know change like I don't know like visors or whatever, and go like, hey, no, this is going to be more of just really cool matches. Yeah. What, no what also reason, what really. also blows my mind is I was watching Dynamite whatever last week or two weeks ago or something, and it's just like yeah. and I notice it pretty frequently like they'll have like local talent like working yeah and I'm like why like why haven't I seen a guy in a year <laughs> like you know like like yeah. like what like even, okay you know what why is there local talent jobbing on Dynamite when like the Dark Order exists. Yeah, you know, like I'm. They should just be jobbing. <laughs> well, no, but that's what I'm saying. But I was like, like literally, you know, you know who can eat a eat a pin and still have the crowd behind him? John Silver. Ten nights, like, like. Yeah. Where's Miro at? Hmm. Where's Miro? Where's Miro is a good question. He's, I think he's mad at Where's someone about his wife. He's on Saturdays, and yeah, he's doing like a Bobby Lashley thing where I think. Yeah, but uh... he's getting cucked, and he's mad about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that uh, keeps being his angle in wrestling now. Apparently, Rusev, who's who's a very a good-looking fella, b intimidating fella, would never be in trouble of jeopardizing of losing his girl. All of a sudden, every fucking wrestling business is like, you know what we're gonna do? You're gonna lose yeah. your girl. 
We just want your wife in lingerie. So (laughs) the rumor with him, the rumor with him too, is like he just doesn't want to. Like apparently he's like very uh, lazy. uh, No, he like is very like I guess strict with his own booking. You know, and he's like very like I guess um, what's the word? Uh, Not conservative, but like just. He doesn't like to lose, I guess, you know, and he won't oh. just like lose to anyone. I don't think he's like lost the match really, but he's it's lost like his career it feels like. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He oh, he had like so... I loved him when he was like the dude when he was trying to like fight God or whatever. Yeah, it was like, I'm the, re- that I am the redeemer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a <laughs> fucking awesome angle, and I don't. I guess he got injured or something because they took him away for a while, but I think he recovered fairly quick and was able to come back. 20, you know, but 20, he didn't like, come back. Right. You know? Wardlow was another one. Wardlo- just, Red, Red Hot Wardlow just you know? vanishes. Yeah, yeah, how many times just, has Hobbs get repackaged too? You know, like they got all these good dudes, I think, and they like don't. I don't know. They just don't know how to build them. But Wardlow <laughs> can do a shooting star press now, so I feel the time off is worth it. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> like big big guys doing a shooting star press is always the, just fantastic. Always impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he just like it was. He uh, I think it was on Dynamite last week or whatever. He like he, he like threw it into the symphony. Like he just like power bomb, power bomb, power bomb up top, uh, shooting star press, power yeah. bomb. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how is this guy not just all the time over? <laughs> or, and he was, like and him. he was. And then they're just like, eh, forget about him. I'll tell you what's gonna hurt boys more than CM Punk though to AEW when WWE resigns uh, Mercedes Monet. Sasha Banks returns. I don't think that'll hurt them more than Punk. No. <laughs> I mean, they, they talked no, about that. They've they had, they had since Wembley to figure something out with Sasha or Mercedes. They signed Ronda Rousey, sort of, or not really. No, she didn't. Sign I, said, I said sort of. Yeah, yeah. She was literally like, "Oh, you guys are in LA. Perfect. I don't have to like drive far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm around. No worries." But honestly, I think. If WWE had also signed Osprey, and I'm not like the biggest Osprey, I think he does great matches and he's cool and all, but like I'm not like he's the future or whatever, but like he's great. And I think if WWE had signed him, I think that would have been like not the final nail or anything like that, but it would have really ticked off a lot of AEW fans because like I think those fans really like him and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and I mean, and also I don't think you can understate how. Important. I'm in a bad way either. I'm just well, no, but like how important, like putting Osprey in front of like a North American audience on a, on a, on the scale they did it all in, like raised mm-hmm. his stock. Like he was like if, people in the know, like smart marks were like Osprey's Osprey's it. He's got that that wow and whatever. But how many like North American fans had really seen it. Osprey go at an event that large? Well, I have no idea who he is. I mean, I'm a North American fan. I have no idea who he is. Yeah, but that's from, uh, that. Hence, what I'm saying is that like his North American you know, stock was, rose because yeah. of All In. You didn't watch All In because you're you're the uh, you bleed WWE, but like you can't watch two companies. Well, he doesn't also have like eight hours to kill, you know. Sorry, <laughs> 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 uh, I want to I want to I want to ask I, our guest a real question. I already pay enough for wrestling. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I pay fourteen dollars a month for this fucking app. Yeah, and, that, and that can't stream, by the way. Sorry, just work. I I just need to say I watched Survivor Series at, at Chris's place, and whatever uh, you use to stream the WWE video network, is awesome. I pay video yeah, yeah, dude, it's talk shit. It was so bad. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. 
couldn't believe it. Me and like 40 other people that, that night were furious. If you're 40 other people. That yeah. we couldn't watch Survivor Series without a lag live <laughs> for like the first half hour of the show. And then it cleared up and it was fine. I just forgot to charge my laptop. So when did the show cut out? Right when Punk came back. Yeah, and it literally, like, we plugged it back in right at, like, CM Punk already, like, you know, at the entrance ramp. We're like, oh, how did happen? Was Walter there? I feel like. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah did he break your television? <laughs> no, but he wasn't happy. Yeah. Uh, like, none of us were happy. All I remember, my, my one of my favorite memories of Walter was he didn't break my television, but, like, he genuinely, like, it was empty. But he genuinely threw like a water bottle at the screen when like uh, rains went over at Mania or something like one of the oh, things, wow. and I was like, dude, I was like, don't. Yeah. He broke his own TV with a Dorito uh, with a Pepsi cap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he threw a he threw a cap at the screen, and it, somehow like hit the like nerve ending of the television, and it like. Yeah, yeah, that was a Rocket League story. Uh, I, 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 one of my favorite Walter moments of all time is when I'm gonna bust up his own TV. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Strag, I wanted to ask you, when did you yeah. uh, we've been talking about wrestling when now for, for half an hour no, 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 I don't care about when he started comedy I wanted to know when he started being a wrestling fan like when did you <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Keith, I think I was always a wrestling fan uh, no, I, uh, yeah, I, I, from just growing up older brothers who yeah. were watching it so I was like, oh, what's this, you know who was your, who was your guy, I mean, like, who, who was the guy that like made you, like, you're like, oh, like wrestling's cool well, who's um, Rushmore? I guess. I remember, oh, I don't know. I, I think that like changes every day. Yeah, I really like, like I like Bret I would Hart. never put Jeff Hardy on on my Mount Rushmore, I'm but I would but I would put like like Jeff Hardy as a teenager was like was my guy. <laughs> like I was like hundred oh, percent. So cool. <laughs> no, no, hundred percent. I was you know still like in elementary school. I think when like the Attitude Era was like red hot and all that, and and uh, but for me it was like yeah, guys like the Hardys and stuff, and like uh, even like Chris Jericho. Mm. Um, I growing up, like I have memories of like, just, I don't know. I just thought like Bret Hart was so cool. Uh, just the glasses, like the look of him, okay. you know, even though like, I wasn't like watching it regularly or anything. I was like maybe too young to really appreciate yeah. like, he had a cool electric guitar as he came in. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like one, one day he'll give me the sunglasses. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I fell out of it like most things. I fell out of it around high school. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to be cool now. And I can't watch this wrestling. Actually, you know what it was? I actually really, truly fell out of it after uh, Chris Benoit uh, did what he do. <laughs> uh, because like right before that, I think a year before, it was like Eddie Guerrero passed away. And that really fucking sucked mm-hmm. for me. Because those were like, that WrestleMania 20 is like one of my favorite uh, like WrestleManias. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like one of the ones where like I... I was probably like the first one I watched, like, you know, when it happened or whatever. And, uh, yeah, Eddie Guerrero, like, you know, uh, when he passed away, really fucking sucked. And then, then like the thing with Chris Benoit happened and then I was kind of like, I don't know. I think I'm done. Like all my guys are dead <laughs> or, or, you know, and or, like my favorite dudes are dead now. And like, I don't know. It's just like kind of depressing to watch it. And I think I just naturally kind of fell out of it um yeah for me so, it was yeah I think... yeah i fell out it probably beginning of stasia because also like i moved out and didn't have cable so mm-hmm. it was like well wrestling's gone like it was not something that was like on at the bars or anything either like and then yeah. i remember we got got back into it like a little bit when pj's pj's used to play them all 
like all the pay-per-views. So I would watch okay, yeah. almost every pay-per-view yeah. without watching any raw or anything. But like, but it, like mm-hmm. you said earlier, you can just kind of tune in, but like, yeah, going, going to PJ's yeah. and they had $25 four liter pitchers or whatever the heck they were, yeah. what, the massive, those massive ass pitchers that they had. And you're like, yeah. all right, cool. So you're like, if you're two or three guys who can put together 50 bucks, you can all drink like for basically the whole night on these two, on like two pitchers and watch a pay-per-view yeah. without paying for it. And I was like, all right, I'm back in, but like, but still not watching the weekly, you know? Cause I was just like, it just became a thing to do on a Sunday night. Cause it was, I lived in NDG. Like, yeah, no, totally. I think I, yeah, I would watch like, uh, other than the West Island, so I'd go to like the Manoir where they would play like pay-per-views yeah. on Sundays and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot of that at the time too. And yeah, cause it's like, yeah, when you, when you don't have cable, you're kind of fucked. You can't really watch. There's no other way to watch wrestling. Yeah. They were like cool accessible apps at the time yeah. um uh but yeah i had a i had a wrestling buddy who's now a uh, big time tag team champion uh casanova productions giordano mm-hmm. the producer uh but back then he was just my friend giordano <laughs> and he was like just the biggest wrestling fan did not give a fuck if like you know uh if it he wasn't cool to watch or whatever he just always was into it and would watch like all the promotion and stuff so he was like my liaison when I kind of fell out of it, I still was like kind of into it, you know, like through him. And so it never like went away, uh, like truly, you know, like that, that itch or whatever. Um, but I kind of came back around punk when like the, that summer of punk, I knew he was like a big deal because Giordano, my, again, my friend wouldn't like shut the fuck up about this CM punk fellow. <laughs> and I'm like, he kind of has a cool name. He's, you know, he's kind of, you know, I see photos of him. Like, yeah, he looks cool. Um, but the pipe bomb happens and it's like, you know, everyone was in, was like a wrestling fans, like talking about it. And Joanna was like, you got to watch this. This is like really cool. And, uh, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was very cool that I kind of stuck to it ever since then. Like, you know, it's still like on and off. Summers but, later, yeah. Or two, yeah. two springs later or three springs later, you did a pipe bomb style. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Comedy bit <laughs> yeah, I did. At a WrestleMania comedy weekend that we were doing. Yeah. I remember that show vividly. That was one of the most fun shows <laughs> I've ever had in the city. We, did, we used to do a lot of wacky one-offs. Yeah. Wacky Wally. And one of them was this WrestleMania show that we did. Laugh-a-mania, baby. And, yeah. And, Laugh-a-mania. And, yeah. You know, Sarag went into business for himself and dominated. I, yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. That was so much fun. I was like, I got to get the crowd, give get some sympathy. And then uh, I remember, yeah, that I started like being like really like sincere and stuff to the audience. Like if I could be real for a moment, you know, I've had a, and then like, I'm really like, I'm holding my breath in like as if I'm about to cry, you know? <laughs> It's like the best acting clip I've ever had in my life. And then, uh, yeah, and then I just, you know, called everybody a hick and a loser. And then I just, <laughs> you know, I started getting booze. Cheap heat, baby. Got it's, the, it's great. Cheap heat, yeah. <laughs> and then I just, like, yeah, I bust out a pipe bomb. I was like, Walter J. Ling thinks, you know, <laughs> it makes me sick that, <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, what is it? Like, I, I can't, like, headline this show. And he, you know, he's got... <laughs> He surrounds himself with glad, happy, yes men like Lawrence Corver, <laughs> Chris Ventino, uh, all kinds of shit. But it was fun. Yeah, I, I rewrote one for comedy that I used um, that, I, that I was fucking pretty happy with. Um, but yeah, no, you got, you got empty-headed dumb fucks 
and I used Matt Shuri and um, Jeff Shuella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad. I tried uh, um, at the last wrestling thing they show that like Walter put together. I think in the summer. I don't even know if it was a wrestling related thing. Maybe it was like a year ago. But I um, the I I tried to do the MJF promo uh, like right before when he was like trying to get fired and he called like uh, Tony Khan like a mark, a fucking marker, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that too, and I was calling out Walter, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, like instead of like money or whatever, uh, you know, uh, it was like uh, he's like Tony Khan giving away spots. You know, and it's like, uh, and I was like, maybe you'd give me a spot if I moved to Toronto. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was fun. I'll come back. I'll move to Toronto for a year and then you'll be begging me to headline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll be begging me to headline. Yeah. But it is fun times. But uh, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, I just never, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It just never like went away. Love wrestling. It's so much fun. And like, um, uh, like I love that like when you know the world shut down was like three years ago now or whatever everything was like like everything was is that your like, dog snoring Chris? classic because you just farting real loud no, no my dog is right next to the computer <laughs> yeah I know I, definitely, uh, I was uh, like I, I recognize the dog snore <laughs> like I have a dog my little dog <laughs> sleeps up up on or next to our pillows and snores right in my face at night. It's the worst. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, Brady? Brady. Yeah, yeah you I met like, Brady when you I came met Brady. Survivor Series. I actually have a photo of Brady I would send you that I took when we were at Survivor Series because <laughs> oh, he's a very cute. nice guy. I, it's my second year in a row hosting at Keith, so now I just do Survivor Series. All right, Survi- Survivor just... Series. It's next, a... year, next year you'll be here. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably yeah. in Mexico. We already bought our tickets. Excuse us, Keith. I didn't know you were already planning trips fucking 365 days now. Listen. Here, here I am trying to get my friends together <laughs> in the next calendar year. Um, I'm already booked. Funny, I'm already booked. I have, I have a, thing. a funny story for you guys. Oh, I'm ready for it. So I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, there was a, a newscaster and his partner on air that were cheating. It was on a national level scale story. They were like the anchors of the morning show, and I think CBS or ABC. Yeah, and they they hooked up, right? Like that that's the whole thing is that now yeah, now they're now they're just like a disgustingly gross couple on the morning news. Yeah, but guess who's a great couple as well now? Who? Each of their partners have hooked up together themselves. Their ex partners. So all they themselves all's, are dating. All's well that they bonded well. over their shared divorce. Their similarities in their divorce and the trauma of their divorce. So now they're going steady, and they're going to have a kid. Nice. Whoa. When I was in Sejab, I knew that I knew two roommates. I seem less uh, funned out by this story and more because... disgusted by it. Maybe I should have led with the mayor collapsing today. Um, but which mayor? Our on? mayor. Our mayor. Ah. That one's less funny, ha ha, and more funny. Yeah, that's not great. Young to collapse. But I was going to say that I I knew I knew roommates that like wife swapped or girlfriend swapped in college where they were like two roommates dating two girls. They always like hung out, hung out. And then at a certain point, like who they were dating switched. And apparently it was, it was like all amicable and like no hard feelings. And I was yeah. like, what? 
I was like, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't like close enough with them to like really get into the nitty gritty. But like, I would, I was like, yeah. every part of me wanted to be like, just explain everything, like, <laughs> like everything. Like, I'm sure there's like, there's, there's, there's group sex. There's this. There's like, there's, there's like, like everything, start to finish. Give me the whole story. All the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of cool sex happened. Yeah, exactly. Sure. How cool was it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For, but like for that to have like one house for it to have executed and like no hard feelings you're just like no Whoa. hard feelings i'm sure there's hard feelings in the news people i i hope to death that during the the, the next the, the wedding like in their vows both of them both the, the the new husband and new wife could work in like and now we're anchorless you know and now our anchor has been set free and and there's no more anchor in our lives yeah exactly that's they, it we we cut to cut ties with the you anchors. The anchors dragging a thing. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I... No, that's great, Chris. Yeah. Did you want to write their vows? Is this like a pitch to? <laughs> I'd kill it. Writing their vows, you know. Oh, I don't. Want... These two found each other while loving other people, but now now they love each other, and then mm. they started fucking, and they were like, "We could do this. We could do this. We, we, we could do this full time." <laughs> Isn't that like but honestly? There's got to be like there's 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 that movie, isn't it? Like with McConaughey or something or whatever, where like they're two exes and like the whole it's like it's like a rom com and they're like the plan is okay. to get revenge on their the people that like wronged them and then of course they fall in love and then they just fall in love. Okay. How does a guy in ten days? I no, know. I don't know. I feel like McConaughey is the guy. Like he's the guy in How Does a Guy in Ten Days. It, it seems Which if you right. call McConaughey, why would you want to get rid of him in ten days? You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. Kate. Well, that's you know it. But like? they, they, they're, they're, they're again. It's the story that you just said, but you know, it's a rom com instead of reality. Like where they're like, they get together to be like, let's get back at them. These people wronged us. Uh, blah 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 blah. And then they fall. Strag, uh, do you have a pitch for us for your Hallmark Christmas movie? For my what Christmas? Movie? For your Hallmark Christmas movie. I heard you're working on it. Oh, my heartwarming Christmas. Your Hallmark. Hallmark. Your Hallmark. Hallmark. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, it's like is a... Is that what you guys are doing right now? Is that why you're the villain? That's what we're... It's not my board? movie, though. It's mostly... It's the it's the world's smallest boys. And mainly Zach. The world's smallest like, holiday movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he did a Christmas thing last year. And uh, Zach really likes Christmas. So he's, like, gonna... You know, he wanted to do one again this year as well. He's a good boy, that Zach. And yeah, he's a fucking solid dude. And it's really impressive how quickly he was able to kind of put this all together and then like to just film a lot every day and then to edit it the next day and to like send us clips already so quick. I mean, we shot something yesterday that he sent me today. Like, here's what it kind of looks like rough cut wise. And I was like already like impressed by it. And, uh, I mean, we're like the last. Here's a little uh, inside Hollywood for you, a little scoop if you want. Oh, I'm, I'm just, yeah, get the sausage, baby. Let's go. La- last day of filming, I believe, will be the 16th, uh, and Ooh. we're gonna like sh- debut it on the 18th, nice. like at the best world's smallest. Filming at his best, boys. So it's really fucking close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I believe in Zach. Only one man can do that, and it's somebody yeah, like no, Zach. I'm a, so. I believe in Zach. I believe in Harvey Dent. I believe uh, in Harvey Dent. Yeah. I'm a Zach Kick guy. Get shirt. I'm a Zach Kick guy. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Tyler said one of the funniest. Years though, so yeah. Actually, I shouldn't say Tyler. It's not a funny thing, but Tyler once said about Zach, and I totally agree. He's like, if I ever could, I would. And I guess he kind of ended up doing it, but he, he's like, if I ever could, I would just hire Zach. 
and, and it's like to do what he's like i don't know just but i want to hire him and just like have him you know like around <laughs> and i'm like yeah i totally get it he is just like a dude you kind of want <laughs> you know like in your sphere or whatever and to just get that like zach kick point of view that you yes, know no uh, one else can zach's zach kick you know if anyone's yeah. like exactly like building an entourage they're like and there's zach and then there's that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just... And he just has his Polaroid camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I gave him. He, bring, but, he no, brings no, a no. lot of intangibles. It's good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Telling it. Yeah, but it's great, man. Uh, and the story—it's a classic tale of uh, a landlord. Uh, very topical, uh, topical, because Montreal. Very topical, actually. Yeah. 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 You know, it's funny. My character is called Mikey Calzone because originally it was supposed to be Mike Carosa playing the part. <laughs> and so i was like okay and then but so when i got the part i'm like well i'm a shitty landlord i was like well can we just change my name to sir agakis right you know like that makes sense right yeah and then sags like we already shot a scene where they mentioned mike calzone's name (laughs) he's like i don't want to like change it redo it i was like fair enough all right i guess i'm mikey calzone (laughs) sir agakis would be Uh, great yeah, so, like it's right there in the joke, dude. Like, you know, it's where I've given it to you. So then, you know, the, the platter. I don't know. I feel there's a quick rewrite there to just be like, hey, wait, it was like, aren't you Mikey Calzone? You'd be like, no, I bought his company or whatever. Like, I feel, well, right, you know, like I feel yeah. that you could quickly, <laughs> quickly, like even with that line of dialogue, you could, you could just go cut, the, just go cut the reference to him. I don't know, man. Yeah, there's so many. Th- I mean, whatever. It's third thing. I'm, I'm, look, I'm just playing a part. But also, I'm really it's important I'm... to say his name when they did. Yeah. Come on, guys. Boo, Listen, when you're cutting when you're cutting stuff together to to finish finish shooting on the 16th and world premiere on the 18th, there's uh one, yeah, well, one, once know. something's cut together, it's not getting uncut. You know, you're like, yeah. no, we're not. It, it's a but like no, I'm like yeah, it, it's gonna be a lot. Of, it, I'm so stoked about it. Like the stuff that he's doing to it, I don't want to spoil it because of like like I would love to like see your genuine reactions to it whether you're there on the 18th or you watch it on youtube later but like and it's so like specific to just montreal comedy like there's literally like this it's not no one else outside of montreal comedy is going to give a shit about this video <laughs> or understand like half the jokes but that's kind of what's so fun about so it so. yeah no dude, i think you'll dig it <laughs> Yeah. He basically took uh, Chris's uh, State of the Union address at the Spot Fest and made it a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, we did that whole monologue and we were just like, let's do it again. But now, it, now it's a Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie, yeah. <laughs> a revenge Christmas movie. Nice. <laughs> Listen, what I have can't be taught. And... No, it can't be. And we'll see you next summer for the uh, eighth uh, edition of uh, Spot Fest. Some call Chris Vendito the uh, the Logan Paul of wrestling and comedy. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> How everybody says he's an absolute natural and like like no mm-hmm. one you know like you're like oh I don't even practice I don't even this and that like everyone's like everyone puts all this work in and then they can't hold a candle yeah. to what Logan Paul does in the ring you know like it's a compliment it's a compliment everybody says it's. it's... it's... You know, spending so much time, uh, you know, fucking around and, uh, you know, fuck around. What? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, we, yeah, I mean, I know. We, yeah, what? <laughs> you know, stop fucking around to, to fuck around, you know? Like, case in point, like, Sarag Millennium, mm-hmm. one of my favorites. And tomorrow oh, night, he's on a sold-out show out here in the West Island. 
And then yeah. the sold out show. It's like, oh, it's expensive. Sold out show. But the secret is only sell 50 tickets. And then <laughs> you're sold out. And it's a small venue. And it's intimate. And all those adjectives are used after you inform people that it's a sold out show. And that, my friends, is the secret marinara to Vendito's marinara. It's small, small, intimate venues and killer performers, you know? That's it. That's it. We're starting from the bottom yeah. again, kids. We have restarted the wheel. We uh, Game of Thrones season eight was good television, actually. You're wrong. I'm right. <laughs> Such a bad take. I love that you watched it twice. <laughs> you still think you're serious? Yeah. We've uh, talked about this on the show. Oh my gosh, that was. He redid the whole thing. You redid the whole thing, didn't you, Vendito? And then you were like, and it doesn't even end that bad. No, no, it. Hey, listen, do I agree that it has some points that are, like, not the best? Sure. Do I think it's, like, the worst thing I've ever seen and it's damaged the whole franchise? I do not. I actually don't disagree with a lot of the choices made. I think it's just how it got to it so fast. Yeah. And that kind of pissed me off. But, like, I actually, yeah, I didn't really... People were pretty pissed about like who ends up in the throne. I remember being like, "Nah, I don't know. I'm like fine with it." It just felt like it makes sense if you were like explaining it and sitting me down and like I, I like and if like the creators were like, "This is why," but like I feel like it needed like another season to get to to that. You know, like really, I think it's like, unfortunate he... that the creators of the show want to wrap it up so quickly. Well, and yeah, it, and it also it, it, I said it, that I said that when we had our review episode. Yeah, and it, but I it, by no means think it was bad. It, by def- definition of bad television, this is the complete opposite. And it, it but and it and it, it's they also shot themselves in the foot so hard in doing that, right? Like they sure. had a Netflix show that was canceled. They were apparently going to get a Star Wars trilogy, like just like their whole thing. And like because it was so bad, they lost so much like Hollywood stock that like the backlash on season eight. Like, what have Weiss and Benioff Watch done? That, they also announced a show called Con- uh, Confederate. Which was uh, during the height of uh, you know Black Lives Matter summer wokeness, and the show Confederate uh, was about what if, mm-hmm. hear me out, the South won the war, mm-hmm. which I think now is a show on uh, uh, the country music. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it it Jason Aldean and Jelly uh, Roll and, <laughs> and Jelly Roll <laughs> and Jelly Roll. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Jelly Roll's a nice guy. Yeah, I bet he is. I, I honestly only know about him because of Bra. <laughs> I feel that like the, the like, part of me like part of the like like guy who like likes interesting stories. I was like, that's not a terrible idea, but I was like, but it doesn't work though because like racism is still too real in America. Like, like I feel that like, when we do the stuff like like when they did like Man in Hightower, and they're like, what if the Nazis won? But like Germany's done a pretty good job of not being Nazis. So, like, you can kind of, like, now fictionalize and retell those things, but you can't be like, what if the Confederacy won in America? Because you're like, no, America's still wildly racist. This isn't, like, a fun fictional what-if scenario of, like, what if the Nazis won, you know? Like, yeah, no. because it's it's too real still, you know? like Yeah, and they kind of do that in Picard Season 2 already, I think, where they fall into an alternate timeline, I think, if I'm not mistaken. They're in an alternate timeline where it's not the Federation, it's the Confederation. <laughs> Which I really, I truly, as a, I, I hate that. It's so lame. <laughs> it's pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's like, God damn it. You know, you're like, come on. <laughs> like, just because sometimes it's lame doesn't mean it's not good, you know? 
Uh, yeah. Some I, guy showed bad, up. But... Showed isn't Picard season two the worst season of it too? Like it, it's so bad that I refuse to watch season three. And when everyone has been telling me that season three is like what you wanted it to be from the people have told me you can like... just go to season three. Like I haven't yeah. I haven't watched any. They said season two is but, okay, but they're like they're like read the Wikipedia on season one. Season two is irrelevant, and you can just jump right yes. into season three. Like, and I was like, man, eh, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, maybe I'll do that too. I don't know. I feel so shafted by the first two seasons <laughs> of that, and I really, I was like, well, maybe they'll do something right with season two. I, I was like, kind of on the fence with after season one, but season two was so bad that I'm like, I don't want to do this to yeah. myself. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that was the the advice given to me. Now that it's wrapped, is you do yeah, do read the Wikipedia of season one because you're like stuff yeah. that happens in season one does like yeah. is pertinent, and they were like, you don't even need to read the Wikipedia on season two. two. Like it's it's perfect. it's irrelevant, <laughs> and then you can just keep moving forward. Maybe we'll do that. Let's do that review. <laughs> <laughs> just just season three of Picard. Just season three, yeah, why not? Yeah. And then is that it? Did they finish on three or did they finish on four? No, they're. I mean, they finished on three. I don't think. Yeah, no, I think because they wrapped on it. More. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. whatever the whatever the season that wrapped on it was, the the biggest the selling point to me was someone put it like perfectly. He was like, "Do you remember when like the show ended and it was like a really really good send off, and yeah. then the movies kind of like ruined, yeah. <laughs> like ruined that send off by yeah, like just yeah. becoming like a mess of bullshit." And he's like, yeah. they like they bring it back and it like it feels as good as like all good things or whatever. Yeah, like okay. so they were like they were like it feels like a good ending for next generation. If you like if you have like a soft spot for that That's that it. crew, you're like, yeah, they 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 fix it. They land they right. like it's fan service in the best way, like without being like too like Mary Sue-ish or whatever. Or yeah, they're just yeah. sort of like you're like, these are, it's characters ending up where you want them to end up, you know? Like okay. Hey, look, I'm all for that. I know they kind of bring everyone back because, like, in the lead up to season three, they're like, "Look at all, you know, we're, we're everybody's back we're in." Watch, fans, please watch fans this. back together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> and I was like, "You can't fool me, Picard." <laughs> I didn't trust it. I was like, "You guys are gonna fuck this up somehow." <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe yeah, maybe I'll check it out. Honestly, are you are, are you a Trek guy? Like, uh... Uh, uh, no, I mean, I don't. I like I like next gen because of just like having again older siblings mm. who always had it on and stuff and yeah i like you know oh, that dog hey brady dog <laughs> <laughs> brady hates star trek um no you know he doesn't like what? he doesn't like um the star wars scene at the end where i have the it's over and again i have the high ground yep he always kind of like looks away because i've rewatched that movie many times uh-huh but Star Trek, no, nah, it's not in rotation at the house. No, I get it though, dude. It's like yeah, I watch the I movies mean, though. I love the movies, the the new yeah. age movies. I know you, you always hate that about me though. You both no, you I, both give me shit about that. <laughs> no, I think the new age. You two movies and Andrew Searles. Andrew Searles gives me all. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. Yeah, I I don't even I don't even hate the new movies. I just don't think they're Star uh, Trek movies. They're just like they're sci-fi. They're, not, they're like they're sci-fi like, action it, flicks. It, That's it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Abrams said it. This isn't your father's Star Trek. In the trailer. Yeah. Well, AJ, uh, JJ, sorry, he's <laughs> wrong. AJ, AJ Abrams, though, he's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah but uh, actually, a controversial opinion. I think the third one is the best of those three. Beyond the, which is like probably the one everyone forgets about the most because it's so like forgettable. Mm-hmm. But I actually really like that. one. I found all three like of them this. were like fine, kind of like yeah. they, A felt a lot more like original series first of all, and the, but then but even dumber. 
but was just like yeah like it's like swashbuckling space adventures yeah. like which i was like it's fine it just didn't like it didn't feel at all like what the show or what the franchise was like about yeah. <laughs> in, in or in, like no. anyway like i said if they if they just called it like space adventure i mean nobody would go see it but like mm-hmm. but i would have right. i, I would have been fine with like space adventure one two three you know like do you know about the quentin tarantino thing where he like they were gonna make a so there's like uh there's that star trek 4 script i think that's just like kind of been floating around i don't think they're ever gonna make it but it was supposed to be like uh uh like james c kirk teaming up with his dad because his dad was played by chris hemsworth before he was famous yeah Yeah, so they were like oh well we gotta bring chris hemsworth back for no reason yeah (laughs) do some time traveling things so apparently there was gonna do that but a for a while, it was floating around. There was a script written by Quentin Tarantino because he wanted to do Star Trek, mm. or at least write one. Yeah, maybe not direct it. And uh, and I heard the the rumor was that he wrote it. Which at first I'm like excited. The thought of him writing Star Trek is really cool. What could that possibly be, right? And then I read somewhere that uh, the rumor was that he just kind of read, or it's like based off of an old like OG episode where they go to a planet that is like for whatever reason is like it's like 1920s like mob era like uh like the untouchables kind of shit or whatever it is like they're just stuck in that time period for whatever reason but they and i'm like of course that motherfucker would have like you know like pick the easiest star trek episode for him to write like yeah yeah, i'm gonna just pick the one where everyone's like a mobster like Just like, it's not anything to do with Star Trek. Like really it was like a one phaser. <laughs> like, I was like, oh fuck, I don't want to. Like, I still kind of am curious what that could have been if that even is real. But like, um, yeah. I My favorite anyway, Star just... Trek Star Wars thing is still the. Have you ever heard like the Nick Cage uh, thing? So, no. so Nick Cage and uh, Pedro Pascal apparently got on really well on set of uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Which right. If, okay. if you haven't seen it, see it. It's yeah. so good. Uh, and Pedro Pascal was like, "Oh man, like we should totally get you in on like a cameo or whatever on Mandalorian and all that stuff. Like it'd be super fun and all that stuff." And Nicolas Cage was like, "Absolutely not." Like, <laughs> like I, he he was just sort of like he's like the only the only franchise that I will like the only way Nicolas Cage goes to space is on like the crew of like a Federation starship. Like that's. Like that is wow. that is it. Like Nicolas Cage does not exist in space except in the Federation. <laughs> and like he That's and he's so never cool. been in Star Trek, but he's just like he's holding out. He's like, I will not do Star Wars. Like that's so funny. I'm I'm surprised. You like do Marvel, that... I guess, or any of that stuff. You won't do what? You won't do Marvel or any of that? Probably not. <laughs> no. I mean, he did Ghost Rider. How, yeah, how yeah, technically, yeah, he is in Marvel. <laughs> he is in the MCU now that yeah. it's expanded. It's Multiverse, true, yeah. baby. He's Ghost Rider. Yeah. But yeah, but he said that he would not do Star Wars because he was such a big Star Trek guy. He like turned down like wow, like but, I mean so like funny. they could have made it happen in like a second, like for sure, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And he's like, no, absolutely I'm not. As far as the Star Trek people didn't hear that and go like, uh, let's fucking make a goddamn Nicolas Cage show right now. <laughs> I mean, you know? who knows? Maybe it's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> Nicolas yeah. Cage is a oh my God. and he, and can do no wrong in my opinion. <laughs> he's he's, all, he's ready to do like four more movies or something and retire. I mean, I think that's right. That makes sense. Like he's gotten to have a bit of like a low key late career renaissance. I'm like, and he he knows he knows how low the lows are, right? So if he's like, yeah, if he's sure. if he's on kind of like a halfway high point, being like, quit while I'm ahead, 
I'm gonna I saved my money this time. <laughs> Call it a day. I don't think. Well, it's a family uh, thing about not saving money. Like, like Francis was given how many different types of money stipends over the years, where it was like, okay, we made the Godfather, Godfather Two, Apocalypse Now. You should be good for life. No more mistakes, Francis. And then ten years later, I need to make Godfather Three because I ran out of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about we... Robert Duvall? Fuck him. We're not paying him. <laughs> Well, the story doesn't work without him. Fuck it. We'll do it anyways. You know, I've never seen Godfather 3. I like... You're a better man for it. Listen, I know, I know, I know. It's one of those things. So there's there's a... On on the other show, and I don't know, they probably could make me watch Godfather 3 with this thing, is there's like a few movies that I dodged. Like, I dodged Godfather 3 because everyone was like, don't do it. Like, one, like, don't be tricked. Which was like weird, right? When it was like coming out there wasn't like the internet and all that stuff. So you'd just be like, I'm just going to go see Godfather three. Cause obviously, but like enough people like in my immediate circle were like, no, like don't rent it. You don't, don't do you don't need this in your life. And I was like, okay, never saw Godfather three. And then up until they made me do it for the other show. Cause we do a thing where we like assign shitty movies for each other. Who's they, the Who's they? John and Scott, the hosts on the yeah, nerd show. The over, the overarching figures. It's like, it's like the Soros family. The other that? show. Like I'm like, if you, if you know the other show, 90s, then you know, about this show that doesn't pay me. <sighs> Thanks. Anyway, they made me watch. I never watched the, <laughs> I had never watched the standalone Wolverine movie. Like I went like, a, what? like oh, a decade, like, <laughs> like, like whatever. I went like 10, 12 years or whatever, just being like, nope, I just don't need to watch Did this. We have Schreiber and, and Ryan and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I I had avoided that one until they like gave it to me as like a weird like punishment yeah. thing to watch. He fights. That the, was a, that was a blockbuster day classic, dude. That was a wild ride of him fighting a helicopter. I still yeah, can't believe he, how he leaped into his Canadiana at that point too. The <laughs> opening sequence. I, the opening sequence of that movie. Is one of the like best sequences in comic book cinema. When he's going like when it's him and Schreiber going yeah. from like war to war to war, and it's like cutting back sure. and forth. Like, like I was like, who could say this movie's bad? Like, I was like, this opening is amazing. Like, I'm like, I know even in my head, I'm like, I know it's gonna turn, but like, how did they get the first like five minutes so right? Like, both of them look amazing. It's like shot well. They're bouncing through the wars. You're in like you're into World War One. Is before I kick it to Sarag, the that scene in particular, the movie was bad and not well received. But that scene was the reason we got X Days Futures Past, which was a fantastic movie. Also true. Go ahead, sir. The this yeah, you're right. No, no, you're totally. Uh, no, I was gonna say I just like I think I've seen it like honestly like once in theaters, and I I, I still rent free the scene of him like busting out the metal claws in that bathroom. <laughs> Where he's like, he doesn't understand, like, yeah. and it's like just horrible CG, like claws, and you're like, you, you've you've done this for three movies before, yeah, yeah, yeah. that and it looked fine. Like, how do you guys fuck it up? Like, yeah, like X Men Two looked timer. great, you know, like like yeah. like the Weapon X stuff in X Men Two is really good. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, he's in the bathroom, like I don't understand, this. and he's like clinging and clanging them, like the like the claws together. And it's like creating sparks, and I just remember like it all looked cheap and shitty. <laughs> and just and what a like the there I think it is one of the very few times where like Hollywood is like successfully called like like ha, like had a layup 
like fumbled so yeah. hard, but then recovered was Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, where you're sort of like, Ryan Reynolds' is Deadpool, cool. And then they're like, oh boy, did we fuck that up? And then but then they that got was, like yeah. they got to call an audible with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Like that like That leaked footage, if that footage had never leaked of like that Deadpool test footage of him like fighting the guys in the um was like the the mini yeah, yeah it's like the him hanging out on the overpass and whatever yeah. like if that test footage hadn't leaked i don't know if like deadpool would have ever been named. and now it's crazy like, that's what happened it's now. crazy though it's also it's you know like it's uh it's like the tentpole movie next year right i don't know if you know about the marvel yeah. release schedule yeah, yeah. changes uh, they're like yeah. everything everything in 2024 got pushed to 2025 because they said like everybody's getting a mcu fatigue and be like, take the time and make sure none of this stuff looks like garbage, because even the yeah. movies are looking bad. And they were like, except there's like one superhero movie next year, and it's like Deadpool, MCU Deadpool is so that that's a that's a huge vote of confidence to that franchise to be like, you're gonna be our only major MCU release next year. And it's kind of like the last like I, until like there's the next one, but I can't think of like another film like superhero thing where i'm like i'm I'm excited excited about like a group like this one has like hugh jackman again yeah yeah. so like some people are just going for that too like to just see him play wolverine or whatever and like you know it was cool when they did that in the spider-man movies they bring bring back like toby and stuff i can't think of like and you got to imagine that deadpool movie is probably gonna have a bunch of other cameos yeah for sure whether they've been spoiled or not this is the first one since endgame where i'm like i want to go see that opening weekend yeah, I kind of want to see what's going to happen. Well, I mean, or the second one had one of the greatest there. cameos of all time with Brad Pitt, right? Like, yeah. and, uh, that was awesome. <laughs> no, no, but like in terms of this movie particularly, like you were saying, like since Endgame, I haven't felt the need to be like, oh, a comic movie, I need to go see right away. Like all of them that yeah. came out, and I liked some of them. Like I liked the um, the latest Doctor Strange movie. Oh. I, I didn't think that was bad. I didn't think Ant Man was bad. For me, it was um, Guardians Three. Like Guardi, Guardi, yeah, for me, Guardi, Guardians uh, three. I, I saw it like a was four, the... whatever we're calling it. Yeah, what? no, it was bad. Guardians, Guardians three is a beautiful movie. Yeah, but... Guardians three for me was like my like, okay, I could I don't have to watch these movies anymore. Like that for me was like the last chapter. I wanted to know like how that would end. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah like yeah. those characters would kind of you know end up, and now I'm kind of like okay with like. I don't need to like MCU's for the children now. Like, like I'll, ca- I'll, I'll you I'll, know it's like it's for the next generation. Like I'll like, catch I'll need... catch them when I catch them and whatever. Yeah. yeah. I was I yeah, was yeah, already like I was already there. Like yeah. like I was like I was already fed up with the MCU basically by by Endgame. <laughs> Where I, yeah, and yeah, I, and I was just basically like 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 both uh whatever Infinity War and Endgame. I was like I'm sick of this, but I just like I'm I just need to know how this mm-hmm. ends. And then from then, I basically checked out, except for Guardians. And I was like, and even like, and then Guardians three, I was like, they're they, a, it's one of my was one of my comics to begin with, like, okay. uh, and was like, okay. And then B was a James Gunn fan to begin with, so I was like, okay. two wavered a little bit. I was like, two was not fantastic, but one is still like, up there with one of my like favorite action movies. Yeah. And then three, three, I went, we went to go see it. Uh, when we were down in Florida, like it was just Sarah and I, and we were with friends, and I was like, I just really want to see Guardians of Three, man. I want to see it like in a big screen. We want to go see it in HD. I didn't want to like miss the release. It had pissed me off. And yeah, like uh, I cried a couple times. My Sarah bawled like repeatedly. 
Yeah. Like and we were and like I was like Guardians Three is is traumatic. Like the best the best like Reddit post I saw about Guardians Three was like I was expecting like some jokes and like some some high flying like space adventure. I wasn't expecting like the worst parts of Watership Down. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's crazy, it's crazy. right? Like. I... Like if you have a heart, there's no way none of all that like animal cruelty stuff in that movie is not gonna like, cute, cute, helpless, cute, helpless animals. Yeah. And you're like, no. I, I hugged my cat after the movie was yeah, over. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm never gonna let some dog mad alive. doctor take you. What? <laughs> I keep hoping they try dog was still alive. <laughs> uh, for me i was like like the first like the like I, I said it before like when when rocket is listening to creep on the uh on the zoom or, or whatever it is and i was like like just like right away i was like oh no <laughs> i was just like like i was just sort of like oh this this movie is just gonna like play play the hard strings like yeah, like and it did it well yep yeah. and, and i mean and that and i i think that the guardians movies have ruined the MCU. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, there are very, very few directors that can pull off the tonal shifts like Gunn does, where you're like, it's funny one minute, it's serious action the next minute, then it's like gut wrenching, like actual emotional stuff back to funny. And it like, it keeps turning on a dime and it's not like jarring or shitty, where, and the MCU keeps going for that tone. And I was like, a, it, that doesn't need to be the tone of every movie, and B, not a lot of guys are James Gunn who can pull that off, and it just seems yeah. jarring and insane. <laughs> like for for yeah. like Ant Man, like I I didn't necessarily hate Ant Man, but I'm like you can't say I'm serious and I'm fighting for my daughter, and then have a little quip the next second, and you're like, well, yeah. are you serious, Paul Rudd? Because why are you joking? You're, they have your daughter. <laughs> like, uh, no, yeah, no, like, totally. Like, you, it's okay for you to be serious right now. It's a scary situation. Like, yeah. like it. And after a while, like everybody is kind of ridden like uh, Tony Stark too. Yeah. Like everybody is just like cool and. Like, everybody has one-liners and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, they don't all need them. Like. <laughs> no, no, and it's kind of even bled over to comics. I feel like, and I don't know if like it's always been like that or but like i'm just like everyone's just hilarious now like if you read the comic books there's like you know there's just like always like uh like i don't know just like these like bits or something or like these you know like especially like uh, panels where like there's no dialogue it's just like awkward stares you know like at each other yeah. or like yeah, yeah, yeah or like they pause like a lot of like tom king kind of <laughs> shit you know like but like you know whatever it is what it is uh but I, yeah i don't know if that's just like a byproduct of like it's all just James Gunn's fault. Anyway, I can't wait to see what he does with DC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say, I also I will also say as like as being a Guardians person, I don't think yeah. there's been a an actor pull it, tie it all back into wrestling. Ah, there yeah. hasn't been an actor who literally rewrote a character in comics as much as uh, Batista rewrote Drax, because like yeah. Drax was not funny, like at all period like no deadpan comedy or whatever else and i guess when oh, it's like right around the first movie coming out like 2014 2015 and then i think bendis is doing his the run. the the guardians run and bendis starts yeah. writing him the way batista was performing him and like right. and then and now that that's just how he is like drax is kind of deadpan like it's not all played for comedy like i think he's probably played more for comedy in the comics but like he just was not that guy he was not like funny and clueless in the comics at all. 
until that movie came out, and now you're just sort of like, oh, he's just a different character now because be- just funny because of how yeah. Batista played him. Like, well, I mean, you know, and and like, who really is going to be like a serious Drax fan when that movie comes out <laughs> and goes like, this not, you know, like I know Drax, but that's not Drax. <laughs> not my Drax. <laughs> yeah, you're like, come on, get out of here. No, that's like, like yeah, kind of like. I, I hope there's like a focus group somewhere. That's like, like you know what? We just want to make sure Drax is authentic to this original character. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, first, they, I mean, they already fucked it up by making him purple instead of green. Or <laughs> <laughs> like in the comics, but I remember when they first announced a Guardians movie, and and like, and uh, you know, that was like in my heyday, of really reading comic books and stuff, and being like, oh, this is gonna be their first, like, shitty movie because I thought the comics were lame. I was like, talking raccoon and tree. I don't even want to read this. You know, like, you're mistaken, sir. Stuff. You're mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I was so mistaken. <laughs> yeah, but not, mean, just, not just mis- <laughs> not, like, not just mistaken about the movie, but even the comics are great. Like, I and I love I love the comics for almost the same reason I love the movie, which is you don't need to be up on the Marvel universe. They're kind of always yeah. doing their own thing. Like they'll yeah. they'll tie in every now and then, but you're like, no, nah, they're just hanging out with aliens and doing alien shit yeah. and like. It's not like, oh, what's up? like everybody's in New York City and everything is happening and every like event is all connected. And it is this weird like like I'm reading uh, I got Marvel Unlimited, like that's the, the, the full 32,000 library of comics there. Oh, like, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I paid, like, I, it's one hundred dollars for an annual subscription or something. Actually, maybe less. It was on sale for the holidays. So I'm like reading through uh, the original sins storyline where they kill the watcher and steal his eyes. It's like from 20 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in 2014. But I was like, Holy shit, this would have been a nightmare to try to keep track of yeah. like in real time. I'm like looking at the release dates. You're like five comics a week are coming out all summer long that are yeah. all tied in. I was like, no, this is, it's fun to read now, but I'm like, if, yeah. like in the moment I'd be like, what am I doing? This is, this is the worst experience. But back in that period, I could pick up, like basically read Guardian sequentially and very, yeah, very rarely do I have to worry about the X-Men or Spider-Man or like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rarely would you see like you'd have to read X-Men 35 to understand this like little blur yeah, yeah. in the panel or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like, nah, not happening. Uh, That's been like my, my arguments with me and Troy all the time. We talk about which is better, like Civil War, like the movie or the comics. And I say the movie is actually better than the comics because of uh two things one uh the 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 movie kind of like the whole thing in the comic books is like you don't know who's like the good guys are bad guys like it's we're we're trying to be neutral here right yeah, yeah. like iron man is right and wrong and captain america is right and wrong but iron man is so obviously the bad guy in the comic book like he's such a dick throughout the whole <laughs> he's throwing people thing. In, he's throwing people in the yeah. negative zone man that's not an okay so place like, to go so it's like yeah no of course but in the movie you kind of have this gray area where like captain america's torn between his friend and his friend and, yeah you know like captain america's kind of a dick in that movie and iron man should chill out a bit too you know yeah. like it, it is interesting that way and then my main argument though for the why the comic doesn't work is if you just read six issues of civil war You'd be so fucking lost. You know, you need to, you need you didn't to read, read... forty five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't... because one one moment Spider Man is like on Iron Man's side, and then the next moment he's not. If you don't read Spider Man in between, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. you're like, oh, yeah. and <laughs> and by the way, they killed Aunt May. Like, yeah, and you're yeah. like, what? <laughs> like, if you're only reading the like that yeah. that trade paperback, you're like, what happened? You're like, no. Yeah, so I try to explain that to Troy, and he's always like, nah, nah and the movie sucks, it's just airport, fight the movie. I'm like, fuck you, man, you don't get it. I mean, I think that they should just they should just do better, like, tighter events. Like, like where, yeah. I think, like, I don't, like I said, like, just that, that you, yeah, you read the Civil War trade, and you're like, this is, this is nothing. Like, it's yeah. like, 
and he, you're like i gotta read more yeah you're like oh no so much more yeah i think i think it's like honestly like 50 something comics to like properly properly read and, and then it goes like <laughs> then it goes right into planet hulk or not Pl- world war hulk it's true so, yeah, so the one hulk. comic that didn't have it to do with civil war was planet hulk that was running during yeah. civil war but then you also yeah, yeah. kind of needed to read planet hulk to <laughs> yeah. understand why when hulk so- shows up he's so pissed yeah it's so great it's just yeah comic books man that's kind of i think why i fell out a bit but a marvel unlimited thing sounds cool yeah they just honestly they need to just fix the like improve the ui a little bit so like one like tracking those storylines is still a pain in the ass like you kind of need to use like an external site like it Mm -hmm. it's not great at tracking events and the other thing and which it that should just be fixed immediately like it should just be like i'm what is the next one in this event that data exists on the internet, make it exist in your app. I shouldn't have to like make a reading list to follow this. 100%. And the other thing, and and this is just more of a nice to have, when it is like CX Men number thirty five, I was like, make that a link, like so I could just be, yeah. I just be like boop, and I was like, I will just be reading comics forever at that point. Be like yeah. wondering why Venom is in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, I am. Beep, and it's like yeah. <laughs> go over there, like so like you don't have to be like crazy about it, but just like when the editor makes that note, make that a link. Yeah. Like you don't need to go nuts, but like I totally agree. That's actually that would be like a what is it a. a, a, a it would make it would make it a lot easier. I'm trying to find a word for it. They do it in gaming a bunch, but I forget the word. Well, like now, killer app way. or whatever, or like no, kind of. Was it like the way of life? Not the way of life, but yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Quality uh, of uh, quality yeah, of life. Quality of life. Yeah, quality, yeah, quality yeah, of quality, life improvement. That's it. Yeah, but yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but before yeah. they do that, they just need to make it so like, like I would need to like when they were doing a. I love that Chris's eyes are just glossed over as we go into comic books. <laughs> Let's talk about the movies. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah. So I, I was rereading, like I said, rereading the Bendis run because it was like one of my favorite runs. And I was like, oh yeah, they did have an X Men crossover. But I had to like the, Menen- the Menendez brothers are my my favorite run as well. Oh, the Menendez. <laughs> but yeah. Sorry, go ahead. And there was a crossover with that. Four is coming out. I don't know if you want to talk about that. No. What? Which four? What four? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, but there was an X-Men crossover and I had to like physically go into the app and like I had to go on the internet and find out which issue of X-Men they were talking about. And then I had to go into the app and like physically search it. I couldn't just be like a wise kitty pride hanging out with Quill right now. Oh, yeah, that was an X-Men thing. And like and they're literally the trial of Jean Grey. They're trading back and forth. It's like you if you're skipping one, it it jumps so much (laughs) but i was like i was like why why is the app not giving me the option to just immediately read this x-men comic like why am i have to like jump through it to find it it's there anyways uh swag we're not gonna do all five questions we're just gonna give you the last question from our guests because you did them (laughs) uh you did them last year you know that this will be exactly one year precisely the last time you were on the episode came out december 7th 2022 and this episode's coming out december 7th okay yeah that's what i was thinking okay yeah i was thinking that because i was like yeah it feels like last time i was on was either yeah december january or something mm-hmm. i was like around this time every year baby so, every year the year the you're gonna awesome. be the you're gonna be the first week of december guest this is a... that's great i love that <laughs> catching up with Sarag. <laughs> hey hey you know, it's december 7th you know what that means we got book Sarag on the show there you go Sarag. Uh, Sarag's yeah. coming uh we no, had... honestly uh keith asked me he's like you have a comment you want to you want to invite on? And I'm like, the first guy I thought about was like, wow. Sarek. I haven't had, had Sarek on in a podcast in a while. It's always, it's always a pleasure. I actually, so sure actually, my, my specific words was... I was taking that wording, buddy. I was trying to help you. My my specific words were, 
are there any like scumbag comics you want to put over? And he was like, no, fuck them, but Sarag. <laughs> That's nice. Thanks, Chris. That always means a, that means a lot coming from you, honestly. <laughs> to, to, to have the respect of your peers is more to me than any kind of just for laughs credit. I was waiting. For, I was, I was, I was really, yeah. I was really waiting for Sarek to like start off on the sincerity and then just go real heel turn again. And we're like, he did it again. Oh, he no, did it again. No, no. <laughs> Uh, but at the end of Dumb Folks at that festival, I couldn't carry uh, uh, a real oh fucking show if you paid them. <laughs> you know, you're fucking Michelle Foster going, in for, going into business for herself. Can, can I tell you guys, I'm having my, uh, I, I decided I'm, I'm going to have a Cody Rhodes year in comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm going Finish from story. undesirable to undeniable. Nice. That's what I keep telling myself over and over and over again. <laughs> we'll see if it happens, but that's the plan. Guys, I'm gonna go to Japan. I'm gonna do the indies, and I'm gonna come back to WWE. Star. I'm gonna get a neck tattoo. You're gonna see. <laughs> well, orange. Exactly. You need to go to go to let's go to Japan. Join a red hot stable. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. Right, yeah. <laughs> then parlay that into starting your own just for laughs, and then fight, and then you'll headline just for laughs after you jump ship. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys don't know how badly I, I just like in the wrestling group chat for one day you guys just go like is Shrek the leader of Bullet Club? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, uh bringing it back to comics. Yeah. Comics. We had a comic book artist Eloise Marseille on uh, a couple weeks ago. A uh, local Montreal comic artist. Um he just had her book translated into English. Uh, she wants to know what is one of the most embarrassing things that has ever happened to you. Obviously, that I you're comfortable it, sharing. Like, <laughs> no, no, I have no problem sharing this. I was in, uh, it was like grade five or four or something, and we were in this like group class. Uh, sorry, group. We were in class and we were like in groups or something, and we all had to like we were given like a bunch of questions to answer. Uh, like as a uh, you know as groups and stuff and one of the questions was uh something about like our school board the answer was marie bourgeois right okay. that was going to be the answer but i was just like in the classroom like what's the answer like you know like i'm like what about the one for number five and like one of the students was like it's patrick Roy. like as a joke he was saying patrick Roy. And I'm, I wasn't a hockey guy. I had no idea who fucking Patrick Waugh was. That's, and he said it so, like, convincingly. I was like, okay. So I thought, like, Patrick Waugh. And then the whole group was, like, couldn't believe that, like, I didn't understand. Who, who by the way, wasn't our goalie at the time. Like, wasn't, like, you know, like. <laughs> he was already in, he was like, already in Colorado. Like. Or, like, or, yeah, or, like, even retired. I don't even know. It's like, yeah, I guess, you, you know, he would have been in Colorado at that time. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just, whatever. I wasn't, like, a hockey guy at the time. And, uh. And uh, it was, like, one of those questions. Anyway, you had to, like, answer it, like, publicly, like, in front of the class or whatever. And it just came around to our group. And it was, like, what's the, you know, the answer for number five or whatever. And everyone in my group was, like, goading me to, like, give the answer. And I don't know why. I was just, like, okay, I guess I'll just fucking, you know. So I just said Patrick Waugh. 
And I guess everybody fucking knew who he was <laughs> in the classroom. Everyone was like, ah, you fucking idiot. Don't know who Patrick was. And I'm like, you know, and like, I, like eventually like in tears just because I'm like, everyone's just laughing literally at my face. I have no idea what I said. I have no idea who this dude is. <laughs> you're like, said a name and everyone's like, you dumb bastard. And you're yeah! like, what? I just said a name. I was so confused. I was so confused. And uh, like, even my teacher was like, hey, don't worry about it. Like, I've never had like that level of like, you know, embarrassment. Or, like, a teacher like, it sounds like, like literally like a movie, like the whole class is pointing and laughing and you're like I what an idiot totally yeah. felt that way it like literally went like home that day and was thinking like i'm gonna have to either change schools now <laughs> or like change my name like i'm like pacing back and forth in my bedroom talking to my action figures like what do we do magneto you know like <laughs> and uh yeah you're like how much you know, you're whatever. like mom dad how much does it cost to move right now and that story yeah and that story has like kind of like I guess I, I like I I'll, I met somebody like a few years ago who knew a friend from my elementary school and they were like they wanted me it's like did you know I you know Natasha or whatever I was like oh yeah we went to like school together whatever way back in the day how's she doing she's like great so what about Patrick Waugh or something and I was like Jesus Christ like it's Shut like up. a story that's like you so long yeah I, I couldn't believe like I guess it was a very memorable thing because it's like how do you not remember the day that everybody laughed at like you know fucking the fat cutie are, me, but like losers. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of losers to still be carrying on that story. But yeah, still champing yeah. at Patrick Wad fucking throwaway bit. <laughs> fucking axe. <laughs> <laughs> fucking axe, I know. But that's like yeah, that's the first thing that came to my mind. But I'm man, I've tripped in front of important people. <laughs> I've definitely fucked things up. I'd say one of the most embarrassing moments was uh, just the other day at Survivor Series when I uh, was trying to plug the laptop back in and uh, we lost the feed and then we had to lose it. That was more embarrassing for me than it was for you. Oh, I I felt I took a lot of the brunt, I feel, for you. Well, you're a good man. Yeah. Love you, Chris. What uh, what question do you want to ask to our next guest? Um, uh, Fuck me. Um, Well... I, I didn't think this far ahead. Yeah, buddy. Oh, listen, if you want, yeah, if you no, want this first crazy? week of December spot to be yours, I got okay? it. You know, <laughs> no, 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 no. I got the. Uh, um, well, um, uh, when, when, when did, uh, when did you know, uh, that you had to do what you got to do? <laughs> <laughs> when did you know that you got to do what you got to do? Uh, there we were. It was 2014. We were inside uh, the basement there at Ziggy's. And uh, we told Ziggy, Ziggy, for all intents and purposes, this kid's going to be a star. And Ziggy was like, who are you talking about? By yourself. And I'm like, this guy. And I pointed my thumbs right at me. And I'm like, I'm going to do what I got to do to do. And he's like, get the fuck out of my bar and never come back. Is that a Bronx tale? No, it's the story of how I met Ziggy. Oh, oh, it's a real story. <laughs> <laughs> it's the story of how you met Patrick Wong. Um, uh, no, I actually, uh, if uh, if uh, 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 if I can change it, I want to, if, uh, but uh, to keep it part of the season, you know, it's December time, it's Christmas time, it's, you know, holiday, whatever, it's. <laughs> You know, a lot of love happening. Uh, uh, what What is the uh, uh, for your next guest? What is the most uh, the uh, the moment you you're most uh, petrified, scared, terrified? 
your scariest moment. Probably something you'd ask at Halloween, but fuck it, let's do it for Christmas. So what? What is that? Like basically, what is the moment that scared you the most? Yeah, exactly. Like okay, so like like scary, like like actual scary, or like scary, like stage fright, like. Inside it could scary. be whatever they interpret, however they interpret. What is your next guest? A, 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 a stage and screen. I think we uh, have. Think we have a, 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 get. You have to say. Think we know who our next guest is. Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Well, you knew who your next guest was last time. Sometimes we do. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. we have it set up. Sometimes we don't. It's number seven, it's drag time. Yeah, it's gonna be me again. Uh, uh, I mean. I'm trying to think of like when I like felt like like actual scared. Like I I've had a few like near misses like car accident style, which kind of like, but but those have still like I've always been like I need all of my focus and attention to like make sure I get like weird like zero in. Like I've like I've uh like like hydroplane coming. You know like the the turn uh when you're coming off of the forty onto the fifteen coming coming from the west coming from the west island and like it's like a downhill yeah. turn yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. i was going like way too fast and like tapped the brakes and then just felt like the back of my car just like skidding and was like oh, wow. oh and just got like weird and like zeroed in and was just like i just need to steer and i ended up kind of like literally like bouncing off the curb and like smacking down through a sign but like it wasn't like i'm gonna die i was like i might die or i might be badly hurt but like it'll be worse if i don't focus in and spend all my attention on like mitigating this as much as possible. Like if I just resign myself, it's worse, you know. Like at, at yeah, like, yeah. And so I was saying, I don't really know if I got like, and I had a couple. Like I was once with my buddy, who was like, he spun out completely, did like a 180 on the highway, like caught a patch of ice, and I was just like, I was like, reverse now, like because his car's coming at us. So like reverse, get to the side, and like I just like screamed at him. But it was like the right thing that I screamed at him to do oh like, okay. like like like, really? like wow. just like like start reversing because we're stopped and like get to the get yeah. to the shoulder so it's like and like do whatever uh those are like the two like i feel like scariest i thought i was gonna die moments yeah no that works that works <laughs> those that, were both yeah, like yeah. but at the same time i was like i wasn't like it only like fully registered how scary it was like after afterwards, yeah, 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 yeah like okay. it didn't like i wasn't like i'm gonna die but like it, i felt like the pressure of like if we don't yeah. do everything right we might <laughs> like we might die you know like it's tough to think of like yeah i guess like in the moment i know like recently this is like uh, a little a couple days before halloween uh, i had walter over and we were gonna go to um like just a show or something and uh i had to uh so when we were leaving my building uh there's like the dumpster there's like an alleyway just next to my building apartment building where there's like all the dumpsters stuff i have to throw some garbage out and walter's like i'll come with you you know and and so like you know i'm throwing this garbage out and in that alley you can kind of cut through it to like go onto the main street and like continue your journey which is what i wanted to do mm-hmm. so me and walter are like talking and walking going to this dumpster and we get to the you know to i'm throwing this trash out and there's just like in the distance i swear to god i couldn't even tell who it was it was just like this shadow it was like an old person, I guess. They were walking so slow. It felt like it follows. It was like a chill down my spine. Like, I was like, <laughs> what the? Like, we both stopped talking, you know, and just couldn't, like, we were just, like, focused on this, like, thing coming at us. And I remember just being really freaked out by that and, like, kind of, you know, throwing the stuff in the trash and, like, going back the other way, like, with Walter. And then, like, 
you know, once we were far enough away, he was like, yeah, you felt that too? I'm like, yeah, 100%. Like, well, what the hell was that person? <laughs> like, I'm sure it was just like an old lady who just, you know, was taking the alley or whatever. But, like, we just couldn't see shit. And it was just so, like, just even, like, the, the, the walking felt like something out of, like, a horror movie. Yeah. Like, you only heard those, like, footsteps in the alley. It was, like, so weird. And I, I remember, like, telling Walter, like, yeah, I was going to, like, try and cut through that to, like, you know, keep walking or something i was like fuck that i'm just gonna go back going home. the long I, way <laughs> going the long way now yeah, yeah yeah he was like yeah thank you for doing that and uh, yeah he, anyway that's like the most recently i've ever been like scared for my life <laughs> i am um not to be overly like deep about it but i think i'm most um scared of uh leaving the stove on mm. Or um, some other, the door unlocked when I leave the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, sometimes, like in very, uh, you know, sad times, I get, I, I get worried that maybe like the best has already happened in, in my life, and like, you know, it's not gonna, it's all, it's all downhill from here. But then I remember, no, I'm gonna peak in my forties. So that's what I keep telling myself yeah. every decade. I'm gonna yeah. peek at the next yeah, decade. Yeah, the 40s <laughs> killers. Mr. Ag and I, we're gonna fuck yeah, yeah, fuck it. up. I had 40 this year, boys. It's uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, fuck shit. you up. <laughs> you uh, but yeah, no, but I watch so much Chicago Fire uh, that I, I constantly think that I'm gonna burn the house down. Really? Yeah, yeah I'm. A, I'm. Attention deficit disorder doesn't help with that. Uh, no, like no. I, I, I will. I've walked away from stoves bef- just. Uh, and been like, oh shit! Like I've I've had stove fires just because I'm a, a dummy, uh, and yeah, and and also the same thing too with locking the door. I will I will walk a good distance back to my house if I have that thought of like doors unlocked. Mm-hmm. Sarah's like, who cares? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all of our stuff. <laughs> I have stuff, babe. <laughs> like, well, I have a PS5. Yeah, exactly. I got a PS5 and a lot of collectibles. That's the first thing that's probably the only thing they'll take. I always like exactly that. On, and honestly, I care about. honestly, I also like if I'm gone, like literally, if I if we're gone for like a like a week or two, whatever. Like I always, as put I it away. as no, I don't put it away. But as I come in, I do glance over to the left because I'm like, if the PS5 is gone, we've been robbed, and like the other stuff might be missing. <laughs> Like, like, yeah, but the PS5 definitely went first. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's it. And yeah. I was like, if I look over, it's like right there in the entranceway. If I look over and the PS5 right. is there, I'm like, we were not robbed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I just know that. We as were a... not robbed. Yeah, we exa- were not robbed. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's just like immediate reassurance that nothing is missing in my home because the PS5 yeah. is right there, like, right Love next that. to the entrance. Uh, you boys got, uh, I mean, you had one, obviously, uh, a show a day in the past, but you boys got Christmas shows coming up, holiday shows. You want to plug? Um, no, I was just gonna plug the yeah, I guess the but that will be yep. done. But I was gonna plug the Christmas special just yep. because oh, yeah, let's go. So Come on down to uh, and then you'll be able to go and check it out. Uh, December, you can check it out, yeah, December 18th, 18th. coming out to world, world Smallest at Hurley's. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be released on the internet same night, right? I'm sorry, it's gonna be released online the same night, right? It will be released online same day on HBO Max, Netflix, and uh, Tubi or Tubi. <laughs> Listen, uh, we want to thank Slim Jim for their partnership and all this. We want to thank Slim Jim for sponsoring. Uh, Snickers yeah. as well. We couldn't do this without yeah. Snickers. We're gonna uh, do a press conference after the def- the yeah, yeah, like a WWE style. Yeah, press fourteen thousand AEW style, sir. He's, yeah, yeah. Walter's gonna hug uh, everybody. Crying. 
<laughs> I will say the Triple H post game or on Survivor Series was some of the funniest half hour television I've seen in a long time. I, I gotta be honest, man. I never paid attention to the press conferences until that one because I didn't want to kind of hear what he has to yeah. say about the CM Punk stuff. And I don't know if that started with AEW and WWE well, just kind of. No, it, it. it's a it's a Japan thing actually. Okay. Well, whatever it is, I honestly think WWE has been doing it better in yeah. that they've been able to work in angles and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't go too far off into like we're trying to tell a story and we're you know like they'll still yeah. kind of keep it kayfabe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, the press conferences have, have always there. been like kayfabe light. Yeah, but Triple yeah. H plays both. Yeah, uh, the kayfabe and reality very well. He's a thirty-year veteran wrestler, so uh, it helps. Yeah. And Tony Khan's uh, not Triple H. And no. so, like uh, Triple H, you, you buy him as a businessman, then you buy him as a storyteller, and then you buy him as a, just a funny guy because he also is just a funny guy. Mm. Yo, seriously, yeah. And it was like a funny press conference. The big news you're all waiting for tonight. No, you guys were waiting for it for me to touch on it. The return of our truth. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody saw that coming. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, the. Uh, Main event, Jay. Yeah, Jay and Cody's drunk one was very funny. Yeah, like right after they won. Yeah, right after they won the tag team, and they were like, Jay could barely like speak. (laughs) No, he was definitely high too. Yeah, yeah. They were they were both like they were like they both came out with beers, seemed stoned. Cody giggling, and Jay could not put even a sentence together. He's just giggling so hard. (laughs) It was so perfect. Uh, But which is also legit because again, that that's like we how many. And it's not even like to say like, oh, they must be in trouble or whatever. I'm like, no, because how, like that's the you you just won the titles, right? Like, how many like those Stanley Cup interviews and stuff were like, yeah, the guys are yeah. the guys are wasted because they're they celebrating. They won, yeah. you know. Like, it, it doesn't come off even like, oh, they broke kayfabe, they were drunk. I'm like, no, they just won the titles. They've been partying. They even said it. They were like, yeah, we were partying on the bus. So yeah. like happy of what we accomplished. It's like, yes, they were shoot drunk, <laughs> but like you see a boxer after a fight, he goes and gets his beer that whoever whichever beer sponsored the fight, yeah. and whichever pizza sponsored the fight, and he's just before he goes in, he's like it's on camera, it's all intentional. Yeah, yeah. You know, eat this pizza and his beer. Yeah, but that's it. But you, you know, look at like I said, like the, 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 the Stanley Cup guys or whatever. Like I love I the Stanley Cup winners drunken. Press conferences are like one of my favorite things to watch. Like, some of them did coke before they got to the press conference too. So yeah, but that's it. But like, it's the only time. It's the only time all season that you see hockey players have any personality. It's when they're trashed after winning the Stanley hey, Cup. We gotta do an emergency podcast uh, for the Connor Bedard Corey Perry stuff next time that happens. Right? When we find out or whatever the hell is going on. Uh, Sarag, I, that's yeah. that's our show. Sarag, uh, you stick around. Make sure I get the files. It's awesome. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing it remote because it's a shitty snowstorm and everything too. No, it is what it is. Thanks for having me. Of all the junk I have in the back here. I I, uh, I genuinely so here's I gave you such a uh, the the benefit of the doubt. Rob was like, oh, that's really smart. He must have like soundproofed this room, and that's why. No, that's why uh, the mattresses are on the wall. <laughs> That's Viv's mattress. Uh, that's Viv's guitar. Uh, these are all Viv's boxes. Uh, Viv FK. I just want to make sure yeah. everybody knows <laughs> who I'm talking about. <laughs> Local Montreal comedian Viv FK. You can catch his uh, Winnipeg Comedy Festival set on CBC Gen. Got his mattress in my clo- in my spare. Uh, he's got his mattress still here. I really thought you were just like you soundproofed your room. That's a that I no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> 
Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um, thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, we really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, Please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes, and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash 9to5cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way. It really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part. We're really not trying to make a profit on this. Um, and also, if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show, you can uh, contact us either on Facebook or on Twitter. There's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and, uh, and let us know. And if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out, maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and... Uh, plugs something a uh, big thank you as always to leland beckman and oral turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show uh walter j ling who is technically retired but still sometimes hosts uh christopher vendito lawrence corber and uh, ines anaya uh, all are all amazing co-hosts and you should support them and their comedy and uh and all of that uh thank you for listening thank you for choosing go plug yourself uh as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day. Thank you. 905.cc Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.